Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Red Men News. I am Ross Chanley, joined once again by Lauren Black. Lauren, how are we? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm all right. I'm staying alert, saying something vague, something that doesn't make sense, something that's not very clarified. So uh, I'll just, I'm going to go with Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales and just continue with lockdown and keep myself safe. So I, th- I find that's the best policy. Um, yeah. <laughs> lots of news to get through today. Um, some of which is, is the Premier League continuing. Uh, some transfer news. Obviously some team of Werner chat. Otherwise it wouldn't be a Redmen news uh, after all. Uh, so if you've got any questions, comments, get them in. Tom will collect them. We'll try and get through as many as we can. Uh, but first of all, Lauren, I just, well, I did, did joke about it, but... Um, the Premier League will get Boris Johnson's green light for Project Restart today, with professional sport allowed to return next month. Uh, the Premier League will hold a key meeting, which is going on today. Uh, I'm not sure when it's supposed to end, but uh, any announcements or any results, they'll be on the Redmen socials as and when that happens. Uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is set to allow the return of professional sports, uh, despite a one-on-one family members could only do it for the next month. I don't know. Um, another, a number of relegation-threatened clubs are opposed to the current plans. Uh, Brighton revealed a third-player tested policy, which we'll come on to in a second. Uh, but this is from from the Telegraph. Lauren, they're kind of saying that another meeting today, um, they need like a 70% vote, basically, to say whether the season continues or not. And there's loads of discussion points of like, some clubs are, are fine with it. And I think there's, I think it said six to eight clubs are opposed to it because of the neutral venue stuff and stuff like that. So it's, where, where are you at with it? Are you, because uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, I'm fine with it. Like, neutral venues, whatever, which I understand some people aren't, but I just don't see the rush for it to come back. Like, obviously, for my job's sake and mental health, I want it back, but I don't, I don't, I still don't see the need to, to put a date on it. June the 12th is the rumoured date anyway. Yeah, I agree. There's there's no rush for it, really. Um, Obviously, there's like no major tournaments in the summer now, so you've got the, the whole, those couple of months to sort of get through it all as well. Um, the whole neutral venue thing again. I, I, I'm not too fussed about that either. If the if they want to bring football back in June, and it's just a case of getting the season done and dusted within like two or three weeks, so that you don't have this the whole thing hanging over you, then just do that at neutral venues. Get get it sorted, and then everyone can sort of take a breather on it all and just forget about it type of thing because it just seems to be every single day you, you're checking. Uh, like Twitter, like Instagram, whatever, looking for any kind of update on it, and it's just it's got into the point now where it's just getting like a bit tiring because you're not there's not speculation, there's, isn't it? Yeah, there's no like there's no other news going on. So I think the meeting today 
hopefully they give us um, some more, more new information this afternoon and we can sort of get our heads around the fact that it could potentially start the 12th of June or it might not be till July or August or it might not be you know this year like who knows at this point yeah it's still a bit like with the speculation stuff as well like I've seen like Merrins, I tried to stay off Twitter at the weekend because I, I was off. But like clubs of uh, fans of other clubs, sorry, I was just going like just scrap it, just don't avoid it because the uh, the Brighton stuff. I was like, I still don't know what, what difference that makes. If like <laughs> virus doesn't disappear, does it? Like, and he's still he's still going to affect next season, whatever happens. Yeah, that's it. Like that's what me, me and my dad were talking about last night. My dad said to me, no matter whether football goes ahead or not, the virus isn't just going to go away like that. Like it's not dependent on football. So he was like, I, he doesn't like. And I agree with them. I just don't understand the whole, you know, agency about it. Like, just do it when the time's right and get it done properly if you can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and the other argument, Lauren, is um, with, with the meeting, it was like the the clubs that are opposed to it restarting happen to be clubs that are in, you know, the bottom six yeah. to eight, eight spaces. And then, you know, they didn't want it to restart. And then I think it was mooted. If you take relegation off the table, then they were kind of all right with it. Is there? Do you get a sense of it's like, Point score and people. To, some some people might be taking advantage of the situation and going, well, we can use this to our advantage and go, well, we take relegation off the table. That saves us X, Y, and Z. But there's also they've also got the argument of maybe they wouldn't have home advantage, for example. So I think they've all roughly got the same amount of home games left, which, which yeah. obviously like with or without fan with fans, sorry, makes it makes a huge difference. You know, we didn't know that as local fans, the power of what fans can have. Yeah. I don't think it's any different for any of the club, to be honest with it. Um so I understand that argument, but everybody's in the same boat, what despite what it's fighting for Europe or or relegation. Well yeah, that's it. Like the the majority of the clubs you are saying to, to avoid the season are the ones at the bottom, but there will be well I take Sheffield United as an example. You know, they could potentially get uh, European football next season. So it's why why would they turn around and go and they'll avoid the season now just just for those three at the bottom to stay up do you know what I mean like it's football at the end of the day there's going to be a team who wins it there's going to be the top four who gets in the Champions League there's going to be those who get in the Europe League and there will be unfortunately three teams who get relegated that's just what happens every season so why is it now that there's a virus and football's stopped for a little bit that it's like oh no relegation's off the table because if you take relegation off the table you take Champions League off the table, you take Europa League off the table, you take a Premier League champion off the table. If you get rid of one thing, clubs will say, well, you get rid of it all then. Yeah, and UEFA have said, like, they're not accepting null and void. So, yeah. like, so I, they'd want to do it, but I know I've used this argument before and I also said it the week. Liverpool are going to be the only English team in Europe, so if you yeah. want to do that, then it's fine by me. Um, we'll move on slightly. This is from the BBC. They were talking about Project Restart, um, but they also said a third unnamed Brighton player has tested positive for COVID. Now, this was kind of mixed messages because I think it said the reports over the weekend were three Brighton players tested positive, two were from before lockdown, and this has been another one. Um, but the, the privately conducted uh, coronavirus tests are reckoned to cost between £150 and £180. So Premier League footballers, uh, players are having them consistently a couple of times a week so they can you know, monitor the, the progress. And I believe the player like hadn't been out anywhere, hadn't done anything. Uh, he'd had a couple of tests already, which are all back negative. Then he had another one. Oh, no, but that was a Dresden player, sorry. Um, so, like, you know, they're monitoring the players. They're making sure that they're, they're safe and well. And again, obviously, you know, Twitter isn't the best place for you know, reasonable people, but the suggestion was, isn't it a little convenient? You know, the Brighton are one of these clubs that don't want to continue, but they were fine for it when relegation was taken off the table. The one of their players is, you know, it's happened to one of them. And sorry, I referred to Dynamo Dresden, which is the, the Bundesliga club that it happened to. They're pretty much in, in the same situation. 
and that player said, you know, I was tested loads, came back negative, I got one and it was positive, but I've not been anywhere. So whatever it shows, you, you can catch the virus anyway, but I'm not being ignorant to that. But I mean, it's, it's a bit like, come on, lads, this is, this is a bit convenient, isn't it? Yeah, you, you can look at it that way because, you know, the timing of it all is, is you know, quite perfect for them considering what's going on. But I think I think if it did come out that, like, they are sort of twisting it a little bit, then that's just, like, that would just be terrible. On the, the, you know, they haven't named a player, so it's not like it's this certain person. Um, but, like, if, if clubs are coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we've had three positive tests and you actually haven't recently it was it, whether it was from weeks ago or you haven't at all like I think it'd be I think it'd be terrible for them to do that but also on the other hand you know it is it is possible to catch as far as you know at, at any time and f- footballers are, are just a human do you know what I mean they're just normal people so they are like they're at risk of it as well so who knows um obviously there's the whole week the, the whole two week turnaround of things you know, the, the player can self-isolate for two weeks now and obviously the season's not starting this weekend. It's it's still a little bit further down the line as what, like, the proposed date is. So, you know, that can be an argument towards, you know, the clubs like, who are saying... When oh, the football starts and it happens, then you've got a yeah. case, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. So if it was the weekend of football starting and they came out and said, we've got three players who have tested positive, then you've sort of got to think, oh, OK, like maybe it isn't right to, for, for that team to play this weekend or whatever. But you've still got pretty much four or five weeks before it, it begins again. So there's, there's time for that player to, you know, recuperate and stuff like that. And, and teams can learn probably can't they of like you know what to do what the protocol is you yeah. know and, and you know pass it on around other clubs so um you know if uh, it is true of course it's a responsibility it might be uh wish the player um a speedy recovery and all the best health uh, and i said before it wouldn't be a revenue show without some team of Werner news um rebel leipzig uh ceo ralph ragnick has been talking um about the player um it's kind of it's a bit of a weird interview to be honest with you so he's spoken to um, a publication build um, we are, aren't the best source uh, but he said from a purely hypoth- hypothetical point of view I'd rather see him in good hands with a club that is not necessarily defined by possession football Timo has made good pro- has made progress under Nangelsman but his most important weapons are the quick switch o- switch over movement and powerful finish therefore he would rather fit a club like Liverpool which is similar to our style of play but I would prefer him to stay here the reason I'm saying it, it's a bit is a bit strange Lauren because he's just to a name a club to say you know be so open about the discussion that's not that's not like a, a CEO or an owner or you know someone who's involved in football or even a manager to say something like that you know he's basically just name dropped Liverpool says that Team Werner will fit in well and then just caveat it well I'd like him to stay which is pretty much what Team Werner's done hasn't he you should cover all bases and going well I haven't said I want to get rid of him I'd like him to stay but if Liverpool were interested he'd, he'd suit them. Yeah, that's it, and it's that, like you said, it's weird for like anyone involved in a club to be so open about like basically their star player or if he was to leave we'd like him to go there here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So that, that's a bit bizarre, but then you've, you've sort of got to look at it like he's not interested in keeping the player on for another season in order to get another 50 million in the bank. He's like, well, if, if it's if it's time for him to go and time for him to boost his career, then, you know... I mean, they're owned by Rebel, to be fair. They're not desperate for money, are they? That's true, yeah, exactly. So, like, but it, it, it's, it shows that, like, he's he's saying, well, you know, if the player wants to leave and that club's a, a better fit for him, then he, he can, he can he can't... He hasn't said, oh, you can go, but he's sort of saying, well, you know, you, you've got two options there, so... Maybe he's quite. Oh, he's actually quite compassionate. Maybe we're looking at it in the wrong way. And maybe he'd been open and saying, like, listen, if our player wants to go to Liverpool... I'm not going to stop him. Maybe that's why it's strange because they're normally dicks about it, aren't they? That's it. Yeah, you, you'll never get a manager or like a CEO or owner coming out and going, "Well, we really like this player, but you know, if he wants to leave, you can go." Like they're not going to do that, are they? No, no, just would never happen. Uh, let us know your thoughts on Timo Werner in those comments. Uh, we'll get to them at the end. Uh, Virgil Van Dijk has done an interview speaking about his time at Liverpool. Uh, as with a lot of people, this this time of very little football has been a time for reflection. That's exactly what he's been doing. Um, he's talking about going to Celtic and, and joining Liverpool. Um, he said, I went to Celtic. I didn't realise how big they were at the time, but I had a feeling before I joined Liverpool how big Liverpool really were. You see all their games. I played there two times before I joined them. Uh, over the course of time before I signed, I met so many people, Liverpool fans, that would say, I hope you sign for us. It was special when things got finalised. You start playing my debut against Everton was something I will never forget. And even all week, because you, know, you won it uh, by the winner. Um, how things went in the end, starting in the winter, reaching the Champions League final, the disappointment of losing it, but then winning it the year after, coming very close to winning the Premier League. And obviously now we are in a very fortunate position to hopefully get over the line when things start moving again. Uh, I think it's just quite nice to read, actually, that, isn't it, Lauren? Of kind of someone who's, I don't know, we don't get to see what happens before and then all the transfer stuff. And obviously, with what happened at the time of, you know, Liverpool getting a bit of a telling off from Southampton and all that stuff. But the fact that, you know, we know he loves the club, but even beforehand, just like having one eye on Liverpool and going, actually, well, I appreciate how, how big they are. You know, Liverpool have got the pulling power, which we spoke about before. He doesn't doesn't touch on Klopp in that sense, but you know, <laughs> Liverpool fans are doing some of the work as well by going up thinking, "Well, actually, mate, do you want to, do you want to sign for us?" And it probably works, doesn't it, a little bit? Yeah, well, that's it. Like, I think you know, any time a, a player says, "Oh, as soon as Liverpool were interested in me, you know, I wanted to go," or I kept tabs on them until like the transfer window opened or whatever, is, is always nice to hear. And it's nice that he's he's saying it now. That like obviously he's obviously we two Champions League finals, one one, second in the Ballon d'Or, like PFA Player of the Year, like potentially Premier League champion. Like he's not 
he's not just here just for he's obviously he's obviously wants to win stuff in his in his career, but he's not just seeing Liverpool as a stepping stone is to get trophies and then go on. He's to achieve stuff and he's doing that, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And you know, he, he he hasn't he hasn't made any comments about like, oh, you know, who knows what the future like I could be somewhere else. Like he's so committed to Liverpool at, at this moment and he sees his future at Liverpool and that's what you know every fan wants to hear, especially from a player of like of Van Dyke's calibre, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he was doing an interview for Sky Sports with Jay Redknapp this morning, so that's on Twitter somewhere, so if you get a chance, go and, go and check that out. He covers a, a number of subjects. Uh, Leon President uh, Jean-Michael Olas, a guy we all know very well um, from the Fakir stuff, I named him on it for a while. Um, hang on a minute, this is playing silly baggies. Right, um, has admitted that he could struggle to keep hold of the likes of Hasim Alwar after his side would deny the chance to fight for European football next season. Um, a midfielder, very creative, someone that Dave Maddock came on the Redmen months and months ago, uh, admitted that Liverpool were interested in. Um, there was a report from Saad Lekeep uh, that Olas decided to put Owar up for sale in the first move to help his side overcome the current financial uncertainties. Um, obviously, you know we talk about the uncertainties for, for Premier League teams and you know, down, down the pecking order in England, but you know it's affecting clubs everywhere across the world at the moment, Lauren. But also the fact that I think because of the way the season was determined in France, it meant that Lyon have missed out of Champions League football, yeah. which doesn't obviously just come with the financial difficulties. It comes with what he's talking about and kind of saying, you know, there's players that I've got in my team that are, are destined to play Champions League football. They, they want to play. You know, if you're a player at that club and you know you've worked hard for it, and the season's ended and you haven't got that reward or potential reward that you could have had. I don't really blame the players for having the heads turn, and you know, for the financial side, if they've got a player who's a hot, you know, really good talent like Owar, it's like make the most of it, and then trying to cover the, the deficit that you that you've made financially. Yeah, that's it. Like every every player wants European football now. I'm I'm sure I've for any what reason we we didn't get Champions League football. There, there will be a few of our players who think, no, I I do want to play European football every season. But it's just, it's harsh. It's going to be a very harsh for clubs over the next couple of months because, you know, a lot of them are going to come in financial difficulty. Obviously, there's been no football since March. Like, a lot of clubs do make their rev- a lot of their revenue on match days. Um, I don't know what, like, Leon's situation is. I know, I know they're a good club and they obviously had Champions League last season and stuff like that. But, to, you know, they've, they've finished seventh in this, in this season's league. So... No, no European football is obviously going to be a massive hit for them because they will they would have relied on you know that money for reaching the Champions League to to you know do do certain things, but they'll not. Got an excellent women's team as well, haven't they? What sorry? They've got an excellent women's team as well. Yeah, the women's team is really good. Like they've they've won the Champions League the last like three or four years on the bounce. So like they're really good. They're they're, they're like a really good club, Leon. But you know. If no no European football, nothing like that, they are gonna have to look at certain players and think, well, if I can get forty mil for you, you're gonna like that's just about survival at this point for yeah, a lot of teams, exactly. isn't it? It's not yeah. it's about the players, it's about the clubs. Yeah. Um some of your comments then. Uh, John Cable says no one is gonna be happy with whatever they come up with, but better to get the season finished than not, in my opinion, however they do it. That it's a good point actually, because like there'll be something that someone's not happy with yeah. along the line, and you know everyone's got you know the preference of like you know having fans in the stadium or playing at home or whatever else. Like obviously, you know we'd love to be back at Anfield or like to watch Liverpool Anfield, whether it's the fans or not. I think Liverpool Anfield's one of the stadiums that isn't named on that list of neutral venues. But at this point, I'm I'm like football when it comes back isn't going to be the same for a long time anyway. So just you know just deal with it at that at that point. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's going to be until next year that everything everything's sort of back to normal again. Um, obviously, we'd love nothing more than to be at Anfield witnessing a game. But you know, if it, the safest option is to do it behind closed doors, then you know that's what has to be done. Yeah. Did you watch any of the K League the other day? No, I've seen a lot of people doing it. Like I, wa- I watched about four minutes of it, but like they played noise in the background and like they had the camera angle, so you couldn't really see the fans. So like from watching on the telly. Like it wasn't that bad, so for all four minutes that I saw, and I turned it off, and there was a VAR decision. It was fucking fuming. Um, Stephen Record says, "What about we start the season in October, play it out till December, and then we have Christmas Christmas off? Uh, then next season we play half the season rather than the full 38. I mean, potential to do that probably, but then is Afcon supposed to be in January? Then is is the World Cup? I don't know what year it is anymore. I don't know what's going on. But probably, but then a team's going to be happy with half a season." I don't know because yeah, well, yeah, no one's going to be happy. Uh, on Werner, Luke uh, Galli LSE says, I think we need someone like Werner because help uh, lose both Salah and Manu due to the African Cup of Nations, which you just mentioned. Uh, Josh Owen says, I'm so looking forward to the Bundesliga this weekend. Uh, yeah, uh, so are we. I think we're potentially going to do a show on it this week um, and then possibly do a hot mic so we can watch it live with us with some alternative commentary. But Lauren, have you picked your team? It's an important question. Well, we were having a conversation about this the other day, and he just said it's going to have to be Dortmund, isn't it? Like, I think, I think a majority of Liverpool fans will be sitting down watching Dortmund. Are they the first game as well? Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, so that, that's our weekend sorted. Yeah, yeah, same way. I picked Dortmund as well. Klopp will be very annoyed if he didn't. Uh, on our, uh, he's 21, side player. Hard worker, versatile, exactly what Klopp wants. Uh, he's got uh, Billy Ellis. He's got potential to be in the team for years. T Subby says we're definitely taking, but not essential for the window coming up. And Maysting nineteen eighty one says, "Ooh, ah, I'd sign him." Um, yeah, no, I know. Agree with all that. You know, he, he fits the profile of a Liverpool player. What FSG want? Um, Tom flapping his head off in the background there. Um, you know, you know, he's young, he's versatile. He'd probably be, you know, a lot cheaper. But again, you have Liverpool in the same situation you were talking about as Leon. You know, losing out on you know millions millions of pounds week in week out, and they'll get still get the TV revenue, they'll get money for winning the Premier League and all that stuff. But you know, can you afford to go spend forty, fifty million pound on on someone? Yeah. Or do you, or, or do you take the hit and go? Well, he's available now. That's it. Like if you if Leon do really need to offload him now, and you know you can get him at like a decent price, then why not? But then also, if he isn't crucial. Why break, why break the bank sort of to try and get him but then the I, don't, I can't remember the comments name but the whole thing of like the African Cup of Nations if that does go ahead and you don't get someone like Werner but he, he's available for like a decent price then you know you've got a good attacker minded midfielder there who you can sort of put on to replace one of them too so there's there's two different ways to look about it yeah just play Harvey Elliott I think it'll be fine yeah. You can do a job. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Don't forget, at four o'clock today uh, on the main Redmen YouTube channel, Chris and Paul are back uh, with episode three, four? I don't know. Four, four five? Football, I don't know. Football manager's back later on anyway. Uh, Chris got off to a great start. I think he won the Super Cup. He won the Community Plate and he won his first game of the season. Uh, so that carries on. I'm going to be live doing that. Do watch it because it's very, very funny. Uh, Lauren, thank you very much. Uh, thank you to watching or listening. Don't forget to stay safe. Go to work. Don't go to work. Feel uh, something. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, 
crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.